Hello, welcome to Consumer Culture. As always, I'm your host, Adam, joined by Jesse. Hello, Jesse, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready for this. We this are, is, I'm, I'm very excited about this. We are in the weirdest era we are of one-hit wonders. We're in we're, our era. Yeah, that like, too. We are in the uh, songs we grew up with. Yep. One-hit wonders from 2000 to 2009. Yep, and it's it's interesting. Well, I don't know. It, it, I feel like you can almost divide into the degrees of like, because this is when um, genre is split off and they're so much more self-contained. Yeah, like this um, was the era like, of music being easier to create and yeah. easier to share. Yeah. Like you went and from, as, in the 80s and 90s, like two or three albums getting released a week to in the 2000s, like a dozen every week. Yeah. Which was uh, a really good thing. You know, it's more exposure, that. more yeah. opportunity. But but then you get into the weird thing of like, when you do something like this, and depending on who you are, because like we've talked about this, uh, by the definition one hit wonder, uh, uh, Yellow Card, Weezer, and Shinedown are one hit wonders. But those yep. are bands that I know. They're not. Their entire discographies. Yes. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Again, uh, this is this is another there. one of those things where it's just a gut feeling. You just know if somebody's yeah. a one-hit wonder. But, but, but these are these are definitely true blue one-hit wonders. Most we have because yep. these are mostly songs where it was kind of hard to pick a second one because they didn't fucking chart at all. <laughs> you know what the weird thing is just because yeah. of like the age that I was at for these songs and yeah. and the accessibility. I know a decent amount of these second songs. No, I believe you. Like, like you were telling me about one because it was in another movie, and that makes total sense. That's there's actually um, two. Now uh, I realize well, the specific now, one after the fact. Yeah, the specific one you're talking yeah. about then. I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 No, I realize after the fact that it's another one, and it's from the same place. Uh, I believe. You. But yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into it. Our first song. How you Jesus, start off a decade? Jesus picked up the bread. Oh and God. Said, this is my body. He picked up the wine and said, this is my blood. <laughs> he picked up a guitar and said, this is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And while she looks so sad in photographs, uh -uh. I absolutely love her when she smiles. How many days in a year? I think the, this group is the most songs we've done so far where i know every single word to these songs i know i get you um fucking and this is one of those bands where you don't really know their name you just know the song oh no i know um, nine days i know nine you days. know some nine days i know nine this song days baby i know this yep. song uh hitting number six in the u.s and then like seven new zealand and three in Canada, and then mess everywhere else. It's kind of funny. It's an American ass song. Yeah, honestly. Um, and it may it makes me to think of two two other bands. I think as far as like rep representation yeah. goes, like the kind of people who grabbed at this song are the same kind of people who really liked um, uh, "My Own Worst Enemy" by Lit in the midnight. Yeah. And, like, 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 I feel like it's that same. It feels that same void. Man, I need to pull that. But song. the band where the, these guys, 
we're the band that I feel like these guys practically like just ripped from the thing, and we'll um, the their like essence from, and also we'll hear in the second song even more so. Uh, Everclear. They are very Everclear. They're they're so ever. It, they're very. I love that queer. you paused for the when she smiles. It's like yeah, there you go. That that was my point. Right. There. Also, did you know <laughs> that's such an ever clear thing. In the regular version of this song, yeah. he says bullshit. That's funny. Yeah, because like I heard this song one time yeah. on like Pandora, and it was just like how many lovers could stay and put up with or put up with this shit day after day, and I was like, excuse me, Mister Nine Days. Why haven't I? Why haven't I heard this in the last eighteen years? <laughs> like, so there's one, one reason why I have such an affinity for this song is because it was on yeah. the incontrover like or uh, whatever. I'll, I'll fucking argue to my death. The best, the best edition of now. That's what I call music was now five. <laughs> nice. It's gonna be me in sync, jumping, jumping, Destiny's Child. Oh my god. Um, shake yeah, it fast, yeah. mystical. Uh, oh god, mystical. Aaron's party, Aaron Carter. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lucky, Britney Spears. Show me the meaning of being lonely, Backstreet Boys. Back here by BB nice. Matt. Story of a girl by Nine Days. Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Wonderful by Everclear, and It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Bangers. And I had that CD, and I listened to it all the time when I was in fifth grade to date myself a bit. Yeah, boy. I love that song. I love that song so much. And then we have... I didn't know anything about it, except I knew that song consistently, at least probably till about 2010. And then I was like, oh, okay. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Parentheses, story of a girl. Also, like, (laughs) about 0910 is when there's... At least two or three like metalcore covers of that fucking song. Of course, because, there are. Because what would be more angry, screaming metal emo of the late two thousands than covering fucking story of Listen, a girl? I really appreciate it when people do that. No, I do too. I um, like it a lot. I do want to do like a super quick shout out. This is the thing that came out. There is, I I want to say it's a benefit album for like suicide prevention. It's called Songs That Saved My Life. Oh, okay. and um, it's a lot of like current uh, emo metalcore bands like that that I haven't really heard of before. Uh, but the covers are very interesting. Um, you have Torn, Losing My Religion, Your Graduation, Semi Charmed Life, um, Blue Butterfly Wings, Crawling, uh, Let It Be, and shape of my heart just to name the ones that i recognize oh my god did you say losing my religion yes okay i'm sorry wow i'm looking at it right now yeah Yeah. i'm gonna have to check you know what this reminds me of what's that oh a second i'm curious now i'm gonna listen to one of these songs go for it okay dance gavin dance covering semi-charmed life is super weird because they're screaming it badly but it's so endearing There's a song on here, it might be, a song here called Pills, and I was wondering if it was a cover of the uh, St. Vincent song from last year. Oh, interesting. Uh, that is, I actually listened, I was, when I was working today, I listened to Mass Seduction, the St. Vincent album from last year. That is one of my favorite albums of all time. I fucking love that album. Yeah. Uh, what that reminds me of, mm-hmm. it reminds me of those, uh, obviously, a much better version but it reminds me of the like punk goes pop 
punk goes crunk yes, albums yes. that yes. I was really into in Dude, an embarrassing way. Um, so. Listen, the Forever the Sickest Kids cover of the Men in Black theme song is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, my favorite, I think, is Volume Six Two. Okay, never mind. Because um, that introduced me to a day to remember where they cover um, where they cover over my head from the fray, and it's so fucking good. It's like a pump goes um, pop. Yeah, pump yeah. goes pop too. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. There's some really good ones on there. Like they have like smooth and toxic. Oh my and god! Disturbia. When I tell you, I haven't thought of the band Chiotis since I was a senior in high school. I know, and they cover flagpole center, and it's fucking weird. Oh my god! I knew a lot of the little scene kids that I was in band with, yeah. that I was friends with, even though, yep. boy, I was the sore thumbs. I was the sore, square, boring ass looking thumb. Sticking out of that group when we would hang out and talk. Oh, uh, and they... were you the only one without like blue, purple, or red dyed hair patches? No, no. Everybody <laughs> had their hair uh, in their regular colors, but I was the only one without skinny jeans and like the scene hair swoop that like covers the half swoop. your eyes, like the anime swoop. That's um, right, the swoop. Yep. And so, yeah, like God gotcha. bless. I haven't thought about that that band in because they all loved, that was their favorite band. Oh, oh my God. God. But yeah, moving we on, we can flashbang that all day. But the, right, uh, the second song by Nine Days, no, just more takes a couple seconds. Wonderful. The video I got has a few oh, yeah. seconds of silence. They have uh, to put uh, in. Hey, this I is I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I hit the wrong button. It I meant it to I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's my bad. Okay. Everybody I was super confused. I wish you would step back from that. That's just the actual friend. song. You could cut ties with all the Oh my god. I'm pretty sure that was the that was the nine days song. Was it? Okay. Yes. Cause I didn't I was waiting for the chorus and you cut it off before the chorus for me to tell. And I was like, cause I don't know what it is. I wish you mind. would step back from No, not that one. Gonna let that one matter. Cause that's what that song is. Like it's, or less, yeah. Like, uh, no, it's not even that. You know what that song sounds like? Yeah. Sounds like the follow-up to Story of a Girl by Nine Days. Like... Yeah, no, and it's... The chorus is very Everclear still, but... Um, yeah, it's just... It's just what... That's just what it is. Like, it's, there's not much more to it. It's um, more Nine Days. Yeah, it, they knew exactly how they were going to sound. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Yeah. Like, but like, um, it's interesting. I just think, they... was it, was it on the same album as story of a girl? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was the very follow up single. I just, the only I other, feel like it's the only they... thing that remotely charted, nothing else by them ever charted again. I feel like they were just a little, like story of a girl was catchy enough, yeah. but like, I just feel like 
we as a culture just eh, like Was we were past that, that style. oh like, yeah for sure they got the one but we didn't need any more they inched in at this very beginning of the new millennium yep. and that was as far as they were ever gonna go but, but you know what um, the weird thing is yeah. I very much don't associate that song with the 90s, even though it's basically a 90s song. And it might be because of just right. how, like, how I grew up. I listened to that song like through like middle school and stuff like that. And and so mm-hmm. I listened to that song like through like the mid-2000s. And so I associate yeah. it very much with that, that era. I mean, I'm sure if somebody was a bit older than me, they would still view it as a very 90s thing. I mean, it would have relatively like uh, been recorded and written and practiced like ninety eight, oh, ninety nine, yeah. most likely. Because so, it came out like what mid two thousand, April, April yeah. two thousand. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's right there. But yeah, yep. it's just it's probably just because when I grew up. But that song is not. I don't. I don't view that song as a ninety song at all. Even though it is. Yeah, it's um, it 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 is the perfect like where. I don't know. It's a good end and beginning era of a song because it also it has a little bit of that feeling to me of like what Smash Mouth would come to represent like in hindsight later on like that again it's 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 like a progressing thing of like atmosphere more than style. Like okay. I said I was wondering where you were going with that. It, like like Lit kind of had it and it's just that Summer rock, I guess. I was if just you like, have like, boy, if there's lack of a better term. It's just, I didn't think Nine Days had a song on the Shrek soundtrack and just became a big meme. But I mean, they I could have though. You, this is a story of a girl. Could totally just been Fiona's theme song. You know, could have Nightlash. But like, <laughs> Nine Days is too good to become the meme that Smash Mouth did. Um. Oh man, what is his name? The dude on YouTube who like made Smash Mouth super famous again by mixing everything together, he would disagree. Oh, Neil Cicierga? Um, yeah, there you go. Because that's like his second most used one now, or his third, I'm uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Have so. you listened to Smash Mouth isolated vocals? I think I have. It is a favorite. Who did that guy know? That dude was cousins <laughs> with somebody at the recording studio. Because how does that dude yeah. become a singer? I got it so weird. Um, our next song is right, so this is second, really special to me. Real quick, second Hold place on. for best used song in a movie trailer ever, behind "God's Gonna Cut You Down" in the True Grit trailer. I 
I, I could just listen to this song. This is a yeah. really good song. So, also, somewhere I believe, we know by Kane, and it was given. I can't believe you have me. You have this and the next band right next to each other. Oh, I did that on purpose. I know. Um, <laughs> but um, so early two thousands, probably about. I guess when this song came out, it came out in 04, even though the album came out in 03, this wasn't like their first um, single. And um, they're really popular in Britain. Like this only reached 50 in US, but this is one of two of three total uh, top five chart singles in the UK. So popular, at least in their uh, home country. But um, my sister would give me uh, burn CDs of lists of stuff. It's where I discovered like right round um, you, you spin me right around and stuff like that, and I just remember this one. This was also wait, Flow Rider. What? I got. Yeah, I know. Don't ruin this, please. I'm not. Um. <laughs> I, I respect this song too much. I don't respect you. Yeah. But I respect this song. Eat, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll settle this in the ring, you piece of oh, shit. Jesus God. Oh uh, my God. But um, yeah. The, uh, also, the thing I was very scared of this song. This was the in the trailer for that Winnie the Pooh movie that came out in like 2009 or something like that. Yeah, and it was so good. This is that, a really it was good so song. good that they used this song again for the trailer for um, the Christopher Robin this... movie that just came out this year. Was it? I don't remember seeing it in a trailer I... for Christopher Robin. I swear, I swear it was. I'm curious now. Yeah. Let me see. Somewhere we know. No, it's not on their Wikipedia. But uh, oh. I swear I thought I heard it. I could have, I could have just imagined it though. There. No, but somebody has made an AMV from clips from Christopher Robin with this song <laughs> over it. Uh, this is good. Uh, but yeah, like this song is very, like, you talk about, you know, culturally a decade doesn't start until a few years in. We are very much in the 2000s with this song. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, and their next song, let me see here. So, as I'm listening to this, I'm very yeah, confused. Uh-huh. Because I know this song. Yeah. It was, and I was like, what? I was like, no way. Like, this like, this had to have gotten radio play or something. Oh, it was another episode of Scrubs. Okay. <laughs> that sounds about right. Because I was um, just like, I know this song. And I'm like, I, I, I was like, did it get ready? Like, how, where did it chart? Like, where did it peak? Um, so it didn't chart at all in America. This was actually their first single, and it hit number four in the UK. Okay. So, um, 
and it's from the same album, but it was their first lead single, and it hit four in the UK, and then Somewhere Only We Know hit three. But Somewhere Only We Know is the only song to track it all in the US, um, which is kind of, you know, what what our argument is for, for this show, at least. Um, but, it, yeah, it sounds very familiar to me as well, and it's, oh, you know, it's following the the trend started by um the first Coldplay album and of course you know every british boy just wanting to be the next elton john yep. virtually um because that's basically what this and somewhere only we know kind of thing is that their two their two biggest goals is to sound like elton john and be better than Coldplay. i think yep. it was their goal yep and yeah it's just like it's a, i think it's a good song yeah but like Again, like, especially in, like, the mid-2000s, um, there was a billion of these. Yeah, yeah and, and, like, you're talking about, like, you brought up Frank. They don't come out till like, two years after this, but it's an interesting thing. Like, if you want to compare, like, Keen, Frey, Coldplay, and, you know, everyone else, and we'll talk about and the next, another and the one next later. Band. Yeah, the next band, absolutely, the next band, and one later and then i'm sure another two or three the next episode we did the oh, 2000s yeah the reason why we still talk about coldplay for better or worse is coldplay is the only band i think that really changed ever cold coldplay constantly kind of added things to their sound even if people are super angry at like sky full of stars or um chris martin featuring on chain smokers or whatever i have done recently uh, i have a hot take Go for it. Coldplay is fine. No, Coldplay. I'm I'm fine with Coldplay. That, that I have no visceral oh. reaction to Coldplay. They did rip off that one Joe Santriani song, but other than that, <laughs> Coldplay's fine. I genuinely do not understand the visceral reaction that people like have to Coldplay. I don't get it. I, I think it's just it's fine. It, Gwyneth Paltrow is kind of insufferable, but all, like they're fine. Yeah. Because the rage pointed at them is that they changed too much, but they're the only band out of everyone we just do. named that we still talk about. I don't think they changed oh. that much. They're not like fucking Imagine Dragons where every different song is a completely different style. Like, every like <laughs> every Coldplay song still sounds like Coldplay. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, okay, that's fine. I think it has mostly to do with Chris Martin. If that I just guy think left, it's... Coldplay would be dead. I just think it's it's an internet thing. It was just something that got decided on by the right people, and <laughs> Thank you, everybody else. And everybody else is just like, "Oh yeah, fuck those guys. I want to be popular. That thing sucks. That's right. <laughs> we all agree on this." Just like Smash Mouth, they're underrated too. <laughs> Listen, have you looked at Smash Mouth's Twitter? They aren't doing themselves any favors. Oh man, I don't. It's, I don't want to know what they've done. That's, they will just like post a thing like, "Yeah, it's summer, Shrek." <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking so of then... all of that. Oh, you have fun. I'm going to grab a bite to eat. This is... we're, we're here in 2006 edition of How Do We Beat Out Coldplay.
if I lay here, I will go to sleep. Why do I like Somewhere Only We Know so much and dislike this song so much? There, There's a nostalgic pep of feeling in Somewhere Only We Know. That's and it. Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol is just like... Sounds like it was shitted out by a... Or we could cuddle, or we like, could... Just whatever that gets you close to me pretty, please. Like, Somewhere Only We Know has, like, heart to it, and this sounds like it oh, was yeah. shitted out by a computer. Yeah, and it takes forever. I'm not a big fan of, like, taking two minutes to build up, more or less. Boy. Um, that's an obnoxious... I know. No, 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 it's not that. I'm anyway. just saying, when you're talking about <laughs> oh. this song, using the term build up, like, this song... I mean, it takes forever. But, like, what does it, it build it, to? It's louder. It does. That's like saying... I think it's, I think it's saying, like... Saying that this song builds oh, something is like saying that putting two Legos together <laughs> is building something. Technically, yes. I was about but like, to say, you took two cards and you put them together and made a triangle. Yeah, it's just like, oh, hey, um, I put the Lego dude's legs into the Lego dude's torso. I built this. Like, I mean, technically, yes. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> There's All a band. Right, there's a this. band later I want to talk about build up because I okay. listened to a bunch of other songs, um, but that's further down the line. Alright, and then um, here's their so other their shit. Only other, yeah, uh, Chasing Cars was six in the U.S. or five in the U.S., six in the U.K. And the only other song to chart as close to that in the U.K. because nothing else by them charting in America really except um, set fire to the third bar, whatever that is. That kind of charted here. But, um, Just probably on some episode of Grey's Anatomy. I'm sure. But uh, Run uh, is the song. And it's a, yeah, about the same. I'm upset. It's, like it's actually slower and softer and less build-up, which I'm, is immensely insane. I'm upset I took the DMX off of my soundboard, because, boy, I've, there's no more perfect song to interrupt with DMX. Slap yourself really hard. God. I'd rather do that than this I feel like I'm waiting for a train that never comes X go give it to you fuck wait for you to get it on your own X go deliver to you knock knock open up the door to spread next let the door sound Yo, why didn't you just clip this to amp you up X go give it to you fuck wait for you to get it on your own Oh god, they're the same beat. <laughs> Jesse, I have a theory about who let the dogs out. The Rugrats. No. Okay. It is the 2000s Macarena. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure I was always subscribed to that newsletter, yeah, but like I will it, subscribe it, it again. It came to me when I was laps. pulling this audio. It's like, oh. This is just the Macarena. It is this like vaguely ethnic song by non-threatening by non-threatening brown people that white people can get turned up to. White people get it, and that's why it sells. Yep. Yep. And also, this song is incredibly misogynistic. The dogs he's talking about are ugly women in the club. Oh. Yeah, that's what this song's about. Damn. Yeah, it's it's Didn't just catch that. Yeah. Um, uh, number one in Australia and New Zealand. Boy. Uh, <laughs> I'll, 
also, so... Number two in the UK, number what three in Sweden, what number six in Switzerland, number 40 in the US. Okay. Boy. Number 14 in Canada. I won. I, if you had told me this hit number one, I wouldn't be shocked. This song was so ubiquitous. Yep. I think, especially for us, because of the Rugrats movie, I'm not going to lie, I think... Every this was I think in it, one of the Rugrats movies, wasn't it? Was it in the it was second in the, one? the first one? I thought. No, the I first Rugrats wrong. movie was like '98. Okay. Because we just hit the 20th anniversary of that, which means we just hit yeah. the 20th anniversary of the music video in which Mace rides the Reptar mobile. Because uh, that happened. Um. No, this is yeah. Rugrats in Paris is what yeah. That's the second one. Second one. Yeah. And I uh, think I think I, that's what makes it more ubiquitous for us, for sure. Because I feel like what made this hit forty in the U.S. was children. Oh yeah, like because this is a song <laughs> that kids love. Like I remember it was because when did this come out, 2000? 2001? 2000. 2000 yeah. flat. Yeah, because like, I was in fifth grade then. I remember being at like a fifth grade school mm-hmm. dance, and this song turned on, came on, and everybody lost their minds. Right after the Macarena. <sighs> God, right after the Cha Cha Slide. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, uh, and I made an executive decision here uh, yeah. that the second Baja Men song is the, like the quote unquote real second wonder yes. was you all that which had a sample of um, uh, the lion sleeps tonight in it, which is yes. probably the only reason why it got more popular. It was like eight in Australia, 14 UK. So they were already dropping but, uh, this next one. Best years of our lives latched on to the Shrek soundtrack because that's where you get your fame. Get it. And also, I just remember liking this song as a kid. Yeah. Also, apparently, I just so, learned this is yeah. a cover oh. of a 1982 song. Also, gotcha. on the Wikipedia page for this song, there's yeah. a quote, The Baja Men version received generally positive reviews. According to the Baltimore Afro-American, the song was, quote, shaping up to be a worthy follow-up to Who Let the Dogs Out. I don't know who wrote <laughs> that, but I imagine that they ended up hanging themselves. I actually like this better than you let the dog go. Oh, it's definitely but, better. But, but yeah, so that's one thing. The second thing, I'd much rather have if we could just get this remade with um, Sugar Ray featuring Real Big Fish. That'd be great. Can we just do that, please? Oh, boy. You just said a lot of words there, and I think <laughs> my ears went to hell. <laughs> Are you kidding? That would be amazing. Sugar Ray featuring Real Big, Real Big Fish. Big Fish. Someone kill me. I want it so bad. <laughs> Sugar Ray 
Dude, the Solid. first thing I thought, like, when this started, that opening, it's like, oh, that's a Sugar Ray opening. And Sugar then the Ray horns featuring in, real like, big fish. Congratulations. You thought of the whitest thing ever. <laughs> that's fine. I'll I'll enjoy it if they'll just do a fucking cover. <laughs> God. Uh, our next song, uh, Needs and deserves. I don't know why. I really thought you were going to be behind that. I'm upset you weren't. But I'm whatever. not not behind it. It's just... <laughs> Hearing that sentence just gentrified a section of my brain. Oh my There's an God. artisanal mayonnaise shop in my frontal lobe now. Our next song needs and deserves no introduction. Oh. Fuck. I could do this song in here. Day. I want to watch that. Number one in five fucking countries. Is one of those the U.S.? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, you want to talk about the whitest whatever. Um, you, That's the next so song. So it's the U... Uh, oh, well, you know, they're about the same. Uh, the U.S., Stria, um, Germany, Norway, and Switzerland. Those are the number one. Jesus. Yeah, and then uh, wow, uh, the number twos are... This, this is auditory mayonnaise. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's And then the number two spots are the UK, Finland, and Sweden, and, and New Zealand. Australia God. didn't feel like it was white enough for. <laughs> oh, could have been whiter. God. Like, I really like Don't you song. love it that those are the places it number it's fucking ridiculous. one? It's number eight in the Dutch charts in the Netherlands. <laughs> it right. I have never seen a Netherlands chart on any of these before. You ever hear facts like that and be like, how did white people end up running the world? I know! It defies yes, logic. It kills I don't me get inside. it. And boy, oh. our time should be up because obviously we cannot have responsibility. I like I like hate being white, but I can't change my race because then I'm the most racist, so I'm just stuck in this purgatory right. of yeah, whiteness. Yeah, you don't want to be Rachel Dolezal. I know, right? I really don't. Uh, um, so the next song didn't really chart. Like, its highest was, like, in Finland at 19, um, and it's just Butterfly Times 5 with none of the, like, um, oh, I think I'm so clever innuendo shit. It's just yep. straight up, yeah. Right, yeah, I got the next it? song right here. Yep, oh, no, wait, that's the wrong one. Sorry, I got the next song right here. Oh, no, wait, that's the wrong one. I got the right... Okay. I've already said why it wasn't that just a fucking Limp Bizkit song. Why did it have to be two separate entities? 
It really, this is just now what ladies come, ladies go out my revolving door. Some ladies never come back, most come back for more. I got a house in the hills with a dough that spins. Goes in and out, out and in, round and round again. I never like to play a hitters. Would love to be living since the kid I've been surrounded by. Alright, that's all we're going to listen to of that. That song's really yeah, bad. Yeah, like, it's clumsy. It's like, like, whatever cheesy, oh, I ironically love this stuff butterfly had to like oh it's kind gone. of make it tongue and cheap is gone it's empty revolving door is like i'm super good at conlingus you want to <laughs> know how good i want to unhear those words <laughs> i want to die <laughs> Food my Fighters did it better. Moving on! My ears just got back, and now they, they like, Grandpa Simpson in and out of the door to go back to hell. <laughs> We're gonna do this all night. Get ready. Oh, God. It's the 2001 hit Wonders. No one's safe. God. But yeah, it's just bad. It's just a bad Limp Bizkit song. It's not clever. It's not interesting. Yeah. Like, Crazy, like, or Butterfly is like... I don't know. There's something endearing with it. Like butter like listen, Butterfly's a bad song, but like yeah. it might be because of when it came out, like the age that I was at. Yeah. But yeah. like it's there's something there. Not what year was the second one? Um no, it's the exact immediate follow-up from the same album. Okay, I didn't realize I was on the like, Jesus Christ. Yes. That's the oh only my God. Album. You know what the album's called, right? Oh, I don't. I don't remember. The Gift of Game. <laughs> Don't worry. This is yeah. nope. This is not the last white song for a while. Never mind. They're going from super hardcore discount Limp Bizkit. We go to super hardcore discount Cream. Uh, I think they're better than Cream. Shadows on your no sacrifices. That song. It's fair. I'll sadly go to the fucking mat for sacrifice. God, that, that's no, that's my not white rock that, song. That's not Lifehouse. You think you're listening to? That's the calling. Easy to get them confused. Rocker, y'all rule any more than you Yep. God, I, I hope Eddie Vedder's getting checks from these people. Um, <laughs> deserves them. Uh, Especially because he's the only one left. Oh. Yep. Oh yeah. Got it. Uh, I wonder how that makes him feel sometimes. Right? Like, and then there was one. Yep. Jesus. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this, I knew this. Two thousand one, was... the calling, riding off the coattails again of bands like yep. um, Creed and whoever else you want to throw in there. Number five in the U.S. Number five in Australia. Seven in France. Uh, one in I Italy and New Zealand, and three in the U.K. All the white places. Also, we want to talk about this being white a white places. song. It was featured in Coyote Ugly. The <laughs> band, it, yeah, it's supposed to be movie. a romantic love song between two young Caucasians. Yo, oh god. Yeah. Oh no. Right? Yeah, this song. This song called "The Cops on a Barbecue." <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, that hurt. That's so good. Damn. But but again, again, I, I still really enjoy it. I still enjoy <laughs> I actually, this song. This song's a little too 
sappy for me. Like it's just I don't know. I, oh, it's like I'll, I can pretend to shit on on uh, Butterfly, but I'll listen to it and like get into it. I don't really want to get into this song if like, I don't have to. <laughs> I'm not gonna seek this song out, but if it comes right. on, oh yeah, yeah I'm vibing. I mostly I'm do it for the Yarl. Definitely yeah, for the Yarl. But, but again, like a lot of these things are. Boy, this song just hit when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, you just you grab the right market, and yeah. 2001 is the perfect time to sound like the you know. Yep. To 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 be the middle missing link yep. between Creed and Nickelback. And it was that there age, you go. It was that, like, I, and and for me, like I was at that age where like I was starting to like. I don't want to say develop taste, but you know, like I was listening, I was I was listening to more music, and I was listening to like you were diving into like subgenres, probably. You were no, you were not at all. Was I was beyond, listening like okay. no, 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 no. I was listening to like FM 100 and Memphis, the local pop okay. station, and okay, these okay. were the songs that were coming on, and like these, I listened to these songs a lot, and so th- yeah. they are endeared to me because I just listened to them a lot when I was at like you know between fifth and eighth grade. Yep. And, like, that shit, you know, it sticks with you. Uh, boy, so this... w- what doesn't stick with you? Nope, that was louder than I thought. Boy, what a boring I, song. I actually like it more than uh, whenever uh, I think we'll go with you. They are equal songs. I just do not have the affection for that one. Um, the, the chorus really sold me on it, but you know, you cut it off again. No, it's fine. Um, I just Who let the dogs out? feel better. Um, whatever. Yeah, because you have control. I get to yell as much as I want and nothing will change. Like, you know, the government... You're five. Fuck you. <laughs> You're Peter Griffin. I hope you feel good about yourself. Welcome to Crazy Ira and the Douche over here on your morning drive. <laughs> that You um, get that because that's a, uh, from Parks and Recreation. That's the, uh, the DJ morning zoo people. But yeah, like, it's oh. fine. But yeah, like I think those are two very equal songs it's just that i just yeah. don't i will I say i will say hearing it again lyrically it's way be, way worse because it's basically being super pissy at a girl who i guess cheated on him or just left him i don't know but um, it's pretty sad didn't um, didn't didn't uh dispense sex when he put enough niceness coins in yeah that's because <laughs> I, I mean it kind of did say that something about showered you with trust like dude, yeah huh yeah 
Oh, I'm so betrayed. Everybody knew in the um, mid-2000s that women were just vending machines. Um, this is early 2000s, too, but yeah, sure. Um, you know what I mean. But, you know, <laughs> do you know who totally understands consensual lovemaking? Fountains away. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, boy. At least you're doing something right. <laughs> You ever think about how this music video recreates Fast Times at Ridgemont High and features a 14-year-old boy getting walked in on masturbating? Is that just no. me? Is it a 14-year-old, an actual 14-year-old I mean, boy in the music 14, video? I mean, he looks about 14, 15. Like, he's not an adult. He's far from it. Um, let's see if I can... Uh, this was one of the songs when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. It came on the radio. My mom changed the station. Right. She thought it was gross. Um, <laughs> it's... So, I don't know what you'll think of this, but I think Fountains of Wayne were, like, really ahead of their time because this is clearly satire. And I oh, don't think, yeah. I think it was 50-50 people didn't get that. Like, you talking oh, about no. your mom. I got... I was a kid um, and I got it. What What year was this? Yeah, 2003. Really? Um, yeah. I I would have um, said 07. God. What is nope. time? Um, what is time? Time is a man-made construct. Uh, time is a flat circle. But, um, that too. Uh, but I, I I listened to a bunch of different stuff from these guys because I had a friend who was like, "Man, you should listen to Fountain Wayne. They're actually a really good band." And a lot of their other stuff is a very interesting mix. I'm going to go out there, and you'd have to listen to yourself to really believe me. Lyrically, and sometimes tonally, but they don't stay that way. They, they get the very power pop, pop, loud, you know, almost grungy chorus. Yeah. But um, it a lot of times, it's a very back-and-forth mix between, like, Cake and um, Third Eyed Blind. Um, I can see that. And it's very interesting. They have a song called Mexican Wine that just is a cake song, and it's great. Um, Talk singing included? Yeah, the the opening, or um, I think it's that one. No, sing to, it's the not a cake sing song to the Bottom. Sing to the Bottom has... Without has, Talk Singing. Sing to the Bottom starts with Talk Singing. Talk okay. singing is great. But uh, Mexican Wine starts with um, the most absurd situation happening through Rhyme Scheme, which is oh, a cake thing right. as well. Yeah, right? Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's it's really, really fun. <laughs> I really enjoy listening to this song. It's a lot of fun. It's just a um, fun song to listen to. It's funny so and dumb and the first it's really verse, pleasurable. The first verse of Mexican Wine is, He was killed by a cellular phone explosion. They scattered his ashes across the ocean. The water was used to make baby lotion. The wheels of promotion were set into motion. Oh, God. That, that's pretty cakey to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, um, I can't be the only one who 
just Fountains of Wayne and Bowling for Soup might as well be the same band. <laughs> I guess so. Um, Bowling for Soup, I don't know. I mean, for what they probably tried to I'm, put I'm out talking there, about, sure, but Bowling... I'm talking about, like, radio hits. I'm not talking about, like, deep cuts. I'm talking about, like, this in 1985. I guess so, except, like, two... as we talked about, 1985 wasn't even a real... Oh, no, um, but, like, it, it don't, like, I'm just talking about the songs they produced that got popular are, I feel like, very, like, they... <sighs> Fountains I fucking of Wayne. hate when you're right. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate you. We're done. What Fuck did this. I do? Okay. Because in Wikipedia, <laughs> shut up, shut up. You're going to love this and you're going to laugh your fucking ass off. I'm ready. Wikipedia at the very bottom, it says, This song has been frequently misattributed to the pop punk band Bowling for Soup, who in 2011 released their own cover version of the song. Fucking hate when you're right. I hate you so much. Yes! Yes! Fuck you for winning. <laughs> like, I just scrolled Astro, up on the song and that was at the end of the Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's not fair! <laughs> Oh, I would that's like to clearly blue. Are you insane? That's purple. It's blue. I would, God damn. I, I would like to thank the Academy and my family uh, for this. <laughs> oh, honor play yourself so out for much. the love of God. All right. Play. Hey, hey, Julie. Working all day for a mean little man With a clip on tight and a rub on tan He's got me running around the office like a dog around a track But when I get back home you're always there to rub my back Hey Julie, look what they're doing to me Trying to trip me up, trying to wear me down Julie, I swear it's so hard to bear it And I'd never make it through without you around No, I'd never make it through without you around So I know this song, again, it was on an episode of Scrubs I am 1,000, so it was on an episode like the episode after uh, JD starts dating a girl named Julie who played by Mandy Moore I am 1000% convinced they named her Julie to use this song because like yeah why don't we just like next time just look at all the songs used in Scrubs and talk about those <laughs> listen I'm down for that because uh, like they have again I, I don't know if I've said on podcast but like they have Pinch Me by Bare Naked Ladies which yep. is the other song and Bare Naked if I had a million dollars by Bare Naked Ladies is on an episode of that's Scrubs. right that's right um, it's amazing and uh so I I thought the first time I watched that episode I thought this was a song recorded for that episode of Scrubs they just made it up, yeah. Because, like, the musical montage when this song plays, it's like, do you ever see the music video for Land Down Under? About how yes. that video is just everything said in the song is put on the screen? It's like yeah. that. Like, Damn. it's very much just, like, the stuff they say in the song is happening in the in the show. And I, I thought, oh, hey, they just recorded this song for Scrubs. Yeah. Also, so, independent of that, yeah. I really enjoy this song. It's really good. I it's, think you'd enjoy lots of Fountains of Wayne. You should check them out. I'll more. check them out because um, it's just really nice. It's just nice. You know, do you know? And maybe it's because the song opens with little in in the first line. But you know what this song makes me think of cadence wise? What's that? 
It's all right to be a little bitty, a little hometown or a big old city. That's oh, just where my God. brain went, right? Oh, I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> Keep doing that to you, apparently. I just haven't thought about that for a long time. <laughs> all right, so let's change gears as drastically as possible. Oh, hey, we're done with... Uh, we're done. We're done with the people. soft, loving white white ballad nonsense, and then get turned to fuck. Number one I, in the U.S. with three notes of, like, fart synths. Like, holy shit. Like, this is a bad song. But god yeah. damn it, if I don't enjoy listening to this song, like, once every two years. I have this really weird thing where I'm super grossed out by, like, sexualizing food in any regard. So we have talked it about takes that me a while before. to get into this. We've talked okay. about that before, I, yes. I don't think on the podcast, though. We have. Um, it's come up on the podcast. Okay. That's right. where we talked about but, it. But, yeah. So, it's, thank it's just you. Like, I, I couldn't remember. But anyways. Um, I just, like, here's the thing, though. I look yeah. at this song as mm -hmm. an adult, as a 29-year-old man, yeah. and I appreciate what this song is. I appreciate <laughs> that it's really fun and it's silly and it's not meant to be taken seriously at all. And it's right. just a good time. And, like, so, I appreciate that I can look at, at it like this now. Because, like, mm -hmm. when this song came out in 06, I believe? Um, 05. 05? Okay, it hit in 06. Because um, um, it was, like, it was number yeah. one in 06. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I believe you on that. And um, when I was a... What, my junior year of high school when it hit late yeah. sophomore early junior year of high school i hated everything about this because yeah i was a snot-nosed little you know in gifted classes shit, shitty kid who thought he was smarter than everybody else and was just like oh that's not real music excuse me while i go over here and listen to acdc like <laughs> and it was like so that's popular fair. and all the kids loved it and i was just like i don't like rap music and this is dumb and now i'm like oh no this is harmless and just a lot of fun this is just a really fun song and these things need to exist yeah um yeah i also don't resent it nearly as much as i did uh, growing yep. up um, I mean, I guess I don't resent it all now, but I, if it comes on, I'll probably change it after I get enough of that stupid-ass synth. God, just I the like first, that synth like, for how shitty it is. The first 45 <laughs> seconds of this song are so good. That's about where I change it, probably. Like, <laughs> um, 
But this is a very interesting thing that lasts the entire decade, but I'm going to wait, hold off till the next one hit wonder. Um, go ahead and play literally their only other song that remotely charted ever. Also, um, this again, was a group signed by 50 Cent, yeah. I think. And um, this uh, yes. was their only Candy album. Shop. They disbanded the year after. Really? Um, also, yeah. this is their second song. I, yeah. I, you could, I, I'm shocked this was not a quote unquote hit because I know this song. You fucking thieves. We did for well. I love that they didn't give up that and fucking bad bitch, bitch, bitch. It's the exact same bitch, thing. Bitch, it is. A bitch can't do it like me. No. 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 A bitch can't do it like me. I bet you can't do it like me. Prince O in the house and the rubber to the south and the guy to let him know. These boy I came to ride and we can roll. Ain't nothing but a pivot inside she can go. When I'm geeked up, they can watch me roll. In about a buck, better lock and load. Ain't going to the truck, better watch that hoe. Keep it up, keep it buck, she can get it with the phone. Oh, I bet you can't stand away. Like, I, I know. Like, I, I, I 100% well, thought this song was bigger than it was. Well, actually, um, you might be confusing it with a song that um, this is heavily sampled for by rapper uh, D'Lo, who used it and is it his only hit from 2015. Um, it was his his version um, called Bitch Can Do Like Me, but it's like a heavy sample, not an exact cover, and it went 45 in the U.S. This only went 72. So it might have prolonged your memory if you maybe heard both versions or something. No. I was okay. uh, no, this is the one that I know. And it's probably because it's very of when it interesting. came out. It's probably because of when it came out. Like I'm sure I heard this song yeah. in the band hall in high school from the same kids that really love Laffy Taffy. That's probably super true. It's it's probably where I got it from. But yeah, I don't know. You like I saw Bitch Can't Do It Like Me. I knew exactly what it was. Yeah. Not as fun as Laffy Taffy though. It's not. It's, it's not. It's kind of... Yeah. Like it's it's, it's it's non it's nonsensical aggressiveness that I've never really liked in rap that I used to be super shitty about, but now I just like, well, I'll just go listen to this instead. Yeah, exactly. Kind of attitude more to it. Yeah, However, it's, just, it's just there. Uh, yeah. But the situation continues. I got this. Kevin Miller production. Toot that thing up, mommy, make it roll. Once you pop, pop, lock it for me, girl, get low. If your mama gave it to your baby girl, let it show. Once you pop, lock, drop it for me, maybe we can roll. Man, what year was this? Yeah, I also definitely hated this as a kid. Uh, 2006. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it makes yeah. sense. About the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but but this lasts all the way. Um, so this, um, Laffy Taffy, uh, most of DMX's career, it all kind of comes from the same place of how monstrously huge Low by Lil John was. Yeah. Like that was the floodgates of what. I guess retroactively was later named like Crunk or whatever. Yeah. Because of the album Little John 
got that off of it was like called forever crunk i think was his album yeah um but it's all the it's all the same kind of thing and and this is what the club scene was for like an entire decade also little john released that song in like 2002 and people just this was the kind of hit you had to have this song this and laffy taffy and all that feel like they are paving the way for soldier boy (laughs) to become one of the biggest songs of the decade yeah, which which I, I 100%, you know, like I said, that's why I said it lasts the whole decade because Soldier Boy's like at the tail end, like yep. 09 or something. Oh, wait. And no. um, it continues. Oh, yeah, it continues. Because, like, because it never leaves. Because Cranked Out was the number one song on my 18th birthday. Oh, that's right. You poor, poor person. Oh, uh, it's fine. But yeah, so what I'm more interested in is i wonder what kind of if there were any kind of politics because you know this is like his first album this is huey by the way if anyone can. oh yeah he actually has a mic tape he actually has a mixtape called who the fuck is huey um, <laughs> so so he was also aware and it was like 2011 after 2011 after his career already died um i mean that's nothing fair. really hits except the next song we play yeah um but i'm very curious if Pop Lock and Drop It was one of that thing where, you know, as we've seen in, like, bands and, you know, all those other, like, white managerial positions, I wonder how many people were like, you've got to have a song like this or you're not going to get played at all. Because go ahead and play the next song, When I Hustle, because I want to talk about the difference. Yes. Hello? No, I'll be there in a minute. But I got something to do. to make a thug nigga turn lover girl mommy let me tell you ain't nothing like these other scrubs it's h-u-e-y cowboy he fly got money to the skit side that's why i fly g5s if any brother could tell you he do get better he lies no i ain't nelly but could make you holler e out when we f-u-c-k-i-n-g in the tree top bet you will feel special than ever when we ride so this is clearly like some tupac shit oh yeah this is this is some mid-90s and like this is someone who grew up listening to Tupac and wanted to do Tupac, and they told him, "Yeah, but this is what sells." So you guys, we need you to do crunk rap. Yeah, um, and you're also, gonna hate this. He also, was born in 1989. He's only 29 years old. Pop lock and driving. He was 17. God bless. Also, see, he's like, yep. man, I want to do Tupac, and they're like, no, you need to do pop lock and drop it. And then he got to do Tupac, and now I'm like, I kind of see why they didn't want you to do Tupac. <laughs> I mean, they were still right because it only did like 80 on the R&B charts and he never charted again. Like, um, this song is fine? It's nothing it's, new. It's, it's yeah, it's definitely, I want to emulate, not recreate. It's, or, it's just, yeah, it like, it's, it's maybe the worst, the most damning criticism you can give towards really any form of art. It's boring. It's yeah, just... it's it's his it's his sensual Tupac thing, but Tupac had the voice. Yeah, that that was a big and deal. The songwriting skills, that too. 
Like, yeah, this, this is, is kind of modern rap trying to be sensitive, which to me never worked. <laughs> this is wallpaper. <laughs> like, this just gets absorbed into whatever service you put. This is the song that plays in the background of a party scene in a straight-to-video American Pie sequel. Oh, God. Um, I like it more than Pop, Lock, and Drop It, but that's not saying a lot. I have the affinity for Pop, Lock, and Drop It. Like, <laughs> Pop, Lock, and Drop It makes me feel something just because of, like, when it was. This is just... Like, technically, it's better, but, like, eh. That's fine. Like, yeah, it doesn't. Man, yeah. And he had a song, he had a song with T-Pain on this same album. Why didn't he fucking release of that? That would have made him a million dollars. I had a song with T-Pain in the mid-2000s. I know, Everybody right? had songs I'm with just, T-Pain. I'm just saying, he might have stuck around more if he'd have done that one. God. Because T-Pain is the biggest money-making hoe machine on the planet that poor man he was that poor and, man because now he was and now he's apparently now now he's in party scenes in furious seven <laughs> yeah uh because apparently he always wanted to be like a black elton john or something like that and they were like no, see that auto tune remember the Cause, episode because he of... did a weird tour of yeah. no auto tune and him just playing like piano ballads of like almost everything and it didn't sell well, but it people were like, this is amazing. Why doesn't huh. he do this? And it's because he's not in the right scene for it. God, do you remember the episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where they did it live action and T-Pain played Frylock? Yes. And all of his, auto, all, all of his dialogue was auto-tuned? It's so good. Uh, so now we're ending on the biggest one-hit wonder of the 2000s? Yeah, and it was like, mostly because we were beaten to death by like, it for like five, six straight like, seasons i feel biggest, like most watched show in america i feel like even even outside of that this song was monstrous yeah is you you remove the that this song's for just sure. as, oh this is the one hit wonder Can I tell you something? Uh, yes, I do too love um, tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches on cold days. I'm sorry, that was the whitest thing I could think of. What were you talking about? No, you've already said the whitest thing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is like the first time the first time I've like really listened to this song in a very long time. Uh-huh. I just, I kind of dig it. 
Like, I mean, no. It's a good <laughs> song. It's not bad. No, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's nice. Um, it's again, like it's just the contention of running. Like, like let's just slap them all down. You know, like you got Yellow by Coldplay. You got Somewhere Only We Know by King. You got Bad Day by Daniel Powder. We got uh, How to Save a Life by Frey. You just lay down the fucking emotional gauntlet, and people can fight over it all fucking day. It's fine. But we'll there's throw in chasing like, cars for that one ass hat, but, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about. I think it's <laughs> like that. This song is still kind of upbeat. Like it's not dour, so like it's it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of fun to listen to. He's trying to get the magic back. It's yeah. kind of. It's I like mean, it it's really like very, does work. It's a very optimistic song, even though it hasn't yeah. been used as such. Uh, because obviously well, this was—I feel like that was the whole point of the American Idol thing. Was like, yeah, yeah you lost, but it's yeah. okay. You know, yeah, I mean that might have been the, the point. Very condescending point. white people thing, but like, you know. yeah, yeah. This was the the you're going home song on American Idol for quite a while before it got taken over by the Chris Daughtry song. <laughs> didn't oh, God, didn't that I'm going home Chris, Chris Daughtry, Daughtry song take over? Is it? I, I don't. Think it I stopped listening to. I stopped watching for a long time. Oh, yeah, um, no, I stopped paying attention to American Idol. Chris a Daughtry's a weird fucking evolution, my man. From... He went from, like, pseudo bad. hard rock to, like, his last song was, like, Killers-esque, but not in a good way. Oh, I was about to say, I'm more interested in that weird. than literally anything else I've heard by him. Because, like... Um, that dude I liked came his out first the... album a lot. I mean, I don't know about his first album. <laughs> I know the, song, the, the songs that he had that were big were just, like... Oh wow! You took Nickelback and made it boring. That's that's See, Chris I liked Daughtry. Him more than Nickelback. Like yeah, it is. No, you're right. Uh, it is Nickelback, but I liked him more than Nickelback. Again, I'm just but. talking. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the chart, like the songs that hit. You know. I know. Yeah, uh, like I just, it's not over. Was a I love God. That song. I love that song. It's just God. Might as well be theory like, of a fucking I, dead man. Uh, no, because it's not raunchy, I'm an asshole, and you'll still oh, like me fair. bullshit. That's, that's fucking, fair. No. Theory of a Dead Man yeah. is the bad. The fucking garbage. Theory of the a Dead Man. dumpster fire who thinks you still want to fuck it, and, like, oh, I hate it. Theory of a Dead Man could have recorded that one Nickelback song that was the raw theme for a while, though. That's that style of Nickelback they're emulating? Oh, no. They sound I, just like yeah, Nickelback. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know they were founded by Chad Kroger. And signed really? to Chad Kroger's label. Of course they yeah. were. Yeah, no, absolutely. They're the same band. Absolutely. Beautiful. Um, the only good thing is the riff from Bad Girlfriend, nothing else from Bad Girlfriend. That riff is wasted and tarnished, and it makes me I sad. Couldn't. And that's the only thing I got. Wow. You know 100% more Theory of a Dead Man songs than I do. That's fine. It's, I couldn't I have mean, told you one. Because they were, they were part of that era where I listened to every single song that charted on the... Um, american rock mainstream stuff just to know you know if it would matter to me or not not to be like sound gatekeepy or not but like if i wanted to enjoy it or still listen to it because that was my music and so yeah i know a lot of theory of dead man songs but i don't like uh, any of them so what i'm hearing from you is you fucking love hinder no they're just as bad <laughs> Fuck hinder, no yeah God, they're the same same garbage pile oh yeah no they're awful 
Uh, Dude, we bring noobs onto this show, and me and you can just yell at you about this for two hours. I, or, you just I mean, ask, listen. You just ask some questions, and we'll just go back and forth explaining to you. I will record you. them and just put them on the soundboard and go get lunch. <laughs> but, uh, um... But yeah, so like, let's play what I don't know killed his career because this is his second highest charged song and it sucks and it's really bad. Go ahead and play it. Give it a second. I'm a little used to calling outside your name. I won't see you tonight so I can keep from going insane. It's like sleazy Elton John, and it's it's, not it's kind of exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah, but it's, honestly, it's totally about girl. We, I just want to fuck, and I'm gonna play a piano ballad to explain to you why I just want to fuck. Ain't I so endearing? Yep. And it's not a good look. Who not knows quite. what the rest of his songs? Um, like he's got other songs like Jimmy Gets High and Love You Lately and Best of Me and Cupid. So Delicious, Crazy All My Life. This is into like the twenty teens where no one's ever listened to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, it's whatever. Um but yeah, like back that day is the one probably if not the definitive one hit wonder of the decade. It's the biggest. Um, it has to be. Yeah. The most ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. People know what it is, regardless. And yeah, it, and, and yeah, I think it would still be pretty big, um, but I don't, I don't know if it would have hit the same uh, number. It, it was only number one in U.S. and Ireland. It was set. He's Canadian, and it was only seven in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know he Three was Canadian, Australia. but it makes sense. Yeah, right. I mean, powder with a T? I don't know. True. That seems kind of Canadian-ish for True. some reason to me. Um, but yeah, uh, you got crunk core on one side, crunk party, and then you've got just ballad after ballad, piano, 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 and it's just nonstop. And you got a couple of, like, maybe ironic, you really lucked out getting this far um, rock hits in the middle, but it's a strange time period and it's interesting to keep up with and and to again like bulge deeper because uh, because this is when um just like certain uh rap groups and really big artists later start but you don't really hear them until like the internet blows up more 
and same thing with uh, different uh, rock and metal bands and even pop stars. Like this is, there's so much diversity that honestly the one hit wonders for the most part, most of them feel like what, whether they're good or enjoyable, they do feel like they're, they're desperate by the numbers. We've got to have something from corporations a lot of the time. Um, It's a eighties concept tried and true formula that they refuse to get rid of slowly petering out throughout the decade here i think yeah because most of the one hit wonders beyond these 10 are super similar there's like three more piano ballads there's way more crunk songs you know yeah it is what it is but yeah it's it's again i I have such affection for these and i think it's mostly because of uh my age like i was the perfect age for those to really hit and to really like mean something to me and really enjoy them yeah um i i I love a lot of them especially uh stacy's mom and story of a girl now more than before uh hey let's see this is something we, we we didn't do on the other ones and i guess we should have what would you say is your favorite song out of all 20 that we just did that's a good question yeah we should have been doing this since episode one probably mine's probably somewhere only we yeah know just because of it's my that or story of a girl of like story of a girl mm-hmm. is a more endearing thing but yeah. like somewhere only we know is really good and it still holds up today i wish i wish i could find my proof that they played in the christopher robin thing this year but i can't i mean I you can just go on youtube and look at like watch all of the they what four christopher robin trailers and a couple so of people TV still spots. yeah yeah people still believe yeah um, oh i thought you were talking about like the amvs and stuff no no no, no yeah um but yeah you you got uh anything else no that's about it um at some point i want to talk I want to talk. All right, I want to talk about Red Dead Redemption Two for a minute. I've been thinking about this a lot. It's a video right. game thing. Okay, so mm-hmm. this game, I've beaten it. Very. It's probably going to win a billion Game of the Year awards. Yeah. It is a technical marvel. It should be impossible to make what they have made. But as I st- and I, I enjoyed the time I had with it. I'm glad I played it. But like as I step away from it and look back. I don't know if I ever had fun with it, and I don't know, like, the first one is one of my favorite games of all time, and I think part of it is because it was unlike anything you'd played at the time when it came out, and, like, it was just really, I don't know, something about it that really got me, just gameplay and story-wise, and I think part of it is going from playing that to playing Spider-Man, because Spider-Man is just pure joy every minute you play that game. And, like, it should be the case for Red Dead, but there's just something about it, something just, like, I don't know, like, te- like on some big technical level or something. Yeah. It's just... So, I'm very, like, I'm a little happy that um, this is coming for me just because, and I don't mean that in a gloaty way at all, um, I don't know how much we've talked about video games, what kind of video games I like. Yeah. But... What you're describing about two is how I felt about one. Um, like it definitely I, has. I couldn't like, do it. There was just something about it. I yeah. Was I think not 
happy. I didn't it, enjoy the experience at any point. Like I think so, part of that is just because of like the way one starts. One has a yeah. very slow start where it's like mm-hmm. you start with like the raid on the base and then you get fucked up real bad and then you spend yeah. the next three or four hours on a farm. Well, like this might uh, tell a lot. I still vividly remember when I quit and I don't remember that a lot about games. I was in the main city town or whatever. And then it was like where I had to travel almost to the very end of the map to go like meet or talk or spy on the general or something. Yeah. Um, I got there and I did that part. And then almost every other single mission was back where I was. And for my fault completely, um, I don't recall ever using or knowing about fast travel in that game. So when I just saw that everything else I was able to like do mission-wise was back where I just spent 20 minutes on horseback going away from, I was like, no, I don't want this. And I'm sure it's my fault because... I, I genuinely don't know if fast travel is in the first one. I don't. I think it's um, some, there's something like that. I think you can like go to yeah. a city and take a train. Okay. Um, yeah. I, but the thought of riding 20 minutes again on horseback back to where I was, I was, no, I don't want this. And so I've had zero interest in two. I remotely don't want it. Like, that's just I, me. See, I, that stuff, there's, like, there's definitely some of that in two. Like, they're games, the, like, the way those games are made, they're games, and I, I kind of uh, respect it, because it's so, only a company like Rockstar could do it. Because only a company like Rockstar could, like, get away with it, and, like, you know, it not be, like, yeah. a financial risk, in that those games go at their own pace. Like, yeah. it's gonna do what it wants to do when it wants to do it. And you're mm-hmm. along for the ride. Like, not, I don't want to say you're along for the ride, but, like, you're going to go at its pace. It's not going to go at yours. Where most games yeah. go at your pace. And I, yeah. I, I I, don't mind that. I appreciate that. Like, because it feels like an like authorial intent. Like, there is a... This is a vision that is being executed in, in a certain way, and I respect that. It's just something about it, like... It just... It kind of feels... It feels like a... Weinstein production like Oscar flick. It feels like the King's speech in that like it is very good. It's incredibly well made. Everything about it is great, but I'd still rather be watching the social network. I'd still rather be playing Spider-Man and other things like it because they don't feel as like instantly important and like, it's a game that thinks that knows how important it is. Yeah. And I believe that. I think just part of that is is and I've seen I've seen some of that from from some people where it's like I think it's just like growing up in the past 8 years since the first one came out and video games have have changed a lot and That's looking at games for crazy. different things. Yeah. The gap between them is also a little too much for me. Oh yeah, maybe they have well, it's, it was GTA Five in the middle there. Uh, yeah, which I do see. This is the kind of person I am. No matter what, every every single time, hands down, I rather play uh, Saints Row than any GTA game. Oh no! Listen. Oh yeah, like I, I, and also is another reason why like, Saints Row is fucking great. Oh, Saints Row three yeah. and four. Saints Row three is fucking great. Um, <laughs> I like four a lot. Four is fun, but like. 
the superpowers do, like break that game in weird ways, in good ways, but it they're does. very different. Yeah. Um, but like, I think like I I played Red Dead for the story, which is yeah. something I don't do for GTA, because right. boy, let me tell you, GTA is like this huge satire. And it is just from the South Park School of Satire. It is like, oh, hey, we made this drink, and it's like Sprite, except we called it Sprunk. <laughs> like, all right. And I assume fun. no one gets it, because I've never talked to anyone who's felt that way. I, I want to believe you, but I just even think my it's... experience with GTA, I've never felt like it was as much as a satire as maybe it wanted to be like, yeah, it's got like jokes and stereotypes and like, making fun of that idea. The inherent but... like core story of GTA isn't satire, but the entire yeah. world around it is yeah. every like, listen to the radio. Look at the advertisements. That's fair. Look, like all of the, Don't the, the hell is saints row then <laughs> like parody, like, like an eighties, so. like, like a yeah. grind, like not even grindhouse, but just like an over the top like, saints row was over the top a comedy parody B movie. Uh, yeah, all right. Kung Fury. Yeah. Like, honestly, except no, oh, yeah, no, way yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I agree. Um, except right. not like super referential. Like it's not saints row. Isn't building off of look, it's that thing from the eighties. You get it. You get it. Right. You get it. You get it. You get Although it. Although Keith the David the is the vice president. Yeah. And Although at, Keith David is the vice president. He is. And he's, and this he is, is he, he is vice president Keith David, which is incredible. And Roddy yes. Piper does show up in Saints Row Four, but yes. but like it's still not like you know it's not. Oh hey, look, right. it's that thing no. from that. It's not Ready Player One. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. But like GTA, so much of GTA is is satire, and it, it gets in the way of the story they try and tell every time. I enjoy playing yeah. GTA games, but like mm -hmm. Red Dead is them telling a story, and I think they're really good at it. Like it shows how good they can be. If they just like didn't just want to jerk themselves off and think about how clever they are, because uh, the story in, G in Red Dead One, fantastic. Story in Red Dead Two, great, really good. I enjoyed it, but like, I just didn't have the fun. Like, I can, yeah. Uh, you go into this game thinking like, oh, this is game of the year right here, and like, I came out the other side going, I don't know if that's in my top ten. Yeah, and it, it might be partly just because of what I come to games for now. And like, I think, and I think part of it is like just more knowledge of the gaming industry as a whole. And like looking at a game like red dead and thinking about the enormous awful labor practices that go into making games like that of yeah. like people crunching for hundred hour weeks and sleeping in the office and, and everything. Yeah. And the fact that that game's going to make a billion dollars and most of it is going to go into the pockets of the housers who run that company and not yeah. the hundreds of people that made that game. Yeah. Uh, and I think part of that is on it, but like on the other side of that coin, like Spider-Man is another example of a big triple a huge, big budget, you know, yeah. ridiculous, like, like tentpole game that just it feels like they sat down and like how can we make this game make you feel as happy as possible when you play it yeah and i think i think that has a lot to do with the companies too because from my yeah experience which is in, very in limited Somniac but, is um, very much that style of company yeah yeah and and they talk in interviews like sometimes random developers who like don't have a big name attached to them, but they did work on it. They get to be interviewed and they talk and act like Insomniac is such a family 
Yeah. Rockstar never gives that off, ever, as far as I've noticed. And I, you know, I don't up with it enough to really claim anything, but I only hear, like, maybe the same one or two people talk about Rockstar for every Rockstar game. Like, they just have a representative more than actually talk about to the people who works on the games. Um, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, like, Insomniac, like, the games they've made, like, uh... Like Ratchet, and, Ratchet Clank. and Clank forever. Uh, all those and, games, all those and games even like even like Sunset Overdrive. I don't know if you ever played Sunset yeah. Overdrive. But I like, want to, but it's Xbox exclusive. Ugh. It's well, I mean, it's about to come to PC, but I doubt you have a P. Or it did come to PC, but I doubt you have a PC that could play it because uh, yeah, you're not going to get that on a laptop. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like their games are all in, and and also Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, like they made Spyro. It's easy Spyro. to forget that. Um. Yep. There is a joy with Insomniac that, like, and Rockstar, I highly recommend checking out after the, because, like, Rockstar got into a kerfuffle. So, the gaming industry needs to unionize yesterday. Like, it's bad. Um, yeah. And they've pretty consistently treated developers like garbage for the last 20 years. Uh, and right on the heels of the company Telltale shutting down, uh, which was really bad. <coughs> The Housers, Dan and whatever the other guy's name was, were talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 in the final weeks before its release. And they said something about working 100-hour weeks. And people were like, excuse me? And so they came out and they were like, no, we're not talking about the people that work at the studio. We're talking about like the writing team, just me, you know, just us two. We're really grinding it out. And like uh, Jason Schreier with Kotaku went in pretty deep, uh, getting interviews from current former, all sorts of uh, uh, rock star employees. Uh, and it paints an interesting picture of working at that company. Because it's a lot of, it's the best place I've ever worked, and it's a lot of, oh dear God, that place is a garbage fire. And yeah. it's, I'm just, I'm old enough and mature enough to like, not, like, I, that's, I'm not going to be able to push that out of my head when I'm playing a game like that. That you know yeah. what went into it, especially after the like game broke sales records, and I see a headline that says like most of Red Dead Redemption 2's six hundred and something million dollar like first week sales is going to go to the Housers, and like, are you? Of course it is, but fuck off. Yep. Uh, even things like if you, because like there's a, in the gaming industry, like especially just like in the trenches, developers and stuff like that. You know, nobody really sticks at a company forever. You move around, you find other opportunities and stuff like that. At Rockstar, if you are not at the team when that game ships, it doesn't matter how long you've worked on it. If you're not at the team when that game ships, your name doesn't get in the credits. That's but, pretty fucked up. Yeah, and you know what wouldn't be a problem? You know, like that wouldn't happen if we had a if they had a union. But like, yeah. there's no rules that say they can't. And yeah. like Red Dead Redemption 2 is this perfect example of like this technical marvel, this incredible achievement that just has just a has just a stain on it that you can't wipe off. And also just something about playing it. Like I, I enjoyed it when I was there, but like I just didn't have that much fun. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's something I've been so, thinking about a lot lately. Yeah, and and like I don't know shit about how video games are made or what Honestly, I don't think I know what details in games mean either for some things. Like, like my base. Here's my base thing, and this is probably super silly. Um, I look, I look at Red Dead, and I'm like, 
it's okay. It, it, it it's got it, it's a pretty painting, I guess. And then I look at something like um, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm like, God, this is fucking gorgeous. Um, and I don't know how similar or not similar those games are as far as like imagery goes or details or how much work is put into stuff. I think it's but, just, but I think just it's because from looking like yeah. I think it's because Horizon is more stylized. It has more of a style, has more of an art style than yeah. Red Dead, which is just like that. trying to be like Red Dead's just trying to be like as photorealistic, you know. Yeah. Like Red Dead is just this snapshot of the real world in 1899, whereas Horizon yeah. is this like weird sci-fi things with interesting creature design and character design and stuff like that. And that's that. always been a perfect personal thing for me too i've always oh, yeah. liked heightened and over stylized so that's another big deal for me but like people obsessed with the detail in red dead i just never subscribe to remotely like, whether it's there or not or earned is, is not my issue it's just like i see it and i don't feel anything about it or how it's made or done yeah it's 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 weird like that game is stunning like i played it on a ps4 pro on a 4k tv Jesus. And it is, boy, like you again, can feel the horse's ass. Like yeah, like unlike anything I've seen, and like I I got into like role playing that game. Like I would finish a mission and ride back to camp and like go to sleep and wake up the next day and walk around the camp, go to the campfire and get a cup of coffee and just like talk to the people in the camp. I had no reason to do any of that. There's no yeah. gameplay relevance, but I I wanted to because I was it, like I was invested in that world and the character of Arthur Morgan. Yeah. But finishing it and taking a step back, there's something about it that just feels like I don't want to say the word soulless, but that's kind of the best thing that comes to mind. Like it feels like it's this huge, multiple hundred million dollar thing made yeah. by this big machine, dude. And like, like as a complete outsider to all that went into people paying attention to this game, I don't blame you. Like, I really had the, the most zero of interest in this game when it was announced, when it was brought up. I just did not remotely care. Um, and it's and I'm desperately trying to not sound like I'm trying to be cool or any of that nonsense, but, like, that's really like, how it felt. Like, a lot of that is just because Death of your thoughts me. on the first one. That too, like for if, sure. If if that wasn't there, you would probably, you know, you probably look at it differently. If you really enjoyed the first one, you yeah. would have no, come no, no, to no, it. Of you course. Know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just. So I am curious, and I don't know if you know this person or not. And I guess technically he'd be like the Cinema Sins equivalent of video games. But oh um, boy, I hate this already. Y Yahtzee from Zero Production or Zero Punctuation. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what he has to say because I don't take Boy, remotely anything he says seriously. Let me tell you how much I don't give a shit about that, what that guy has to say. <laughs> I found his shit entertaining for about three days a few years ago. Then I was like, actually, no. See, I don't know what I like about him. I think probably his accent. I'll be perfectly... honestly. I think it's fine if you are like, for me, like what he does is fine. He's good at what he does, but like. Hey, you're just coming out and dumping on everything and talking about PC Master Race and this and that and this and like gatekeeping and saying, oh, this is a real game and that isn't. And you are contributing to so much of the worst aspects of video game culture. Like, 
so many bad people on the internet talking about video games just want to be Yahtzee. Like, he has stained gaming culture. I'm sure he's a nice guy, and the stuff he has to say isn't terrible, but he is emblematic of the worst elements of it. No, yeah, like, I, I, I see that, and yet, even on, like, my favorite games I really love that he shits all over, I still can't help but find funny. Oh, so. no, like, it, the stuff he makes is very entertaining. Uh, but yeah. like, but, but, you know, there's always going to be that overly vocal group of shitheads who think what he says is like legitimate gospel. And well, it, also the problem is inter- like you talk about video games, you can't fix. When you also, when you talk about video games, it's not an overly vocal group of shitheads. It's a lot. It's most, it's most of the people that want to go online and talk about video games. Like Prob- yeah. the yeah. problems in games culture is not a vocal yeah. minority. It is the only people talking are those people because everyone else gets shouted down. Like this it is, is not a true. vocal minority. It is the only the people trying to like completely gr- hold on to the conversation. Yeah, are them. That's fair. And like that's not all gamers. It's too many. Oh no, that's all quote unquote gamers. Because boy, there's nothing. No, there's nothing more emblematic of the issues with games culture in that you mo- a lot of those people like identify themselves as gamers and they wrap up their entire identity in their hobby. And boy, let me tell you, not a good idea. Especially like, as soon as like, I don't know, a wo- uh, yep. woman, girl, female, whatever says that they're a gamer suddenly. Oh, just, you like Mario name five of, the, albums. End of the fucking world. Ah, and it's, Oh yeah. And it's like, God, I think so much of the issues in games culture can go back to the term gamer and the idea that like, you have mm-hmm. to be a gamer and, and it was it was quote unquote you know like a stigma that turned into a really fucked up badge of pride. Yep, and also like and it's it's something you do not see in other, like nobody who is a film buff wraps mm-hmm. up their entire identity in the fact that they really like movies. That's not true. They're called cinephiles, and they're just as bad sometimes. They're really not. Well, they might be just as bad, but they're nowhere near as destructive. That's fair. Like that. Um, is, that is fair. Like, um, but they are they also might... they are also the vocal minority because you can simply look at um, the f- films that make the most money. Yeah, and also and, and you can see they're the yep. vocal minority in that regard. And also, the worst movie people who are the most destructive are also people who call themselves gamers. It's like geek culture, like those the people who like yell about movies and like harass people over movies and this and that and the other. It's when some comic book movie don't do right, and it's all the same people who call themselves gamers. It's a problem with geek culture as a whole that is yeah. spawned from games culture. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I've never had a a good or positive conversation from someone who immediately calls themselves a cinephile. Yeah, and I've come to like really hate that word because of it. Yes, but I feel like cinephiles like. Again, like the one of the reasons gamers are so destructive is because when you tie up your entire identity in that, yeah, anything not going just right, anybody pushing back against it feels like a personal attack on Mm -hmm. you. And I don't think you get that much of a visceral thing from cinephiles. Cinephiles are insufferable, but they aren't like (laughs) game, like they aren't you know as as that's unhealthy as gamers. Yeah. But that it's also why I said like you know the cinema sins of gaming with yeah. Yahtzee because because pe- the worst people are the ones who think cin- cinema sins yep. are doing you know Lord's work or whatever. Yep. And Yahtzee's the type of guy who just comes out and is just like Dark Souls is the only video game and everything else will go fuck off and it's just like okay all right you're a piece of shit you're a gatekeeping piece of shit. 
Cause like, but he does it in a funny, rapid-fire Australian accent. Yeah, Yahtzee might be the head gatekeeper. I'm glad. Is he still with the Escapists? Yeah. Oh, that is unfortunate. The Escapists a few years ago decided to kind of become the Fox News of video games. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we're still yeah. recording, and I'm tired. I, I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, some nice songs with a few tangents. Uh, thank you, Jesse. Yeah, yep. Uh, find us on Twitter yes. at consumerism with a one is the I. I'm N A Davis forty seven. You can follow our other show at Pastamania Pod. Anything else? Um, fuck. What's next week? <laughs> is that One Piece? Is that all right? How are you doing on that? I need to get that login from you again. I actually all right. It. I was See gonna text week. you. I was gonna text you about that before I got off work. Alright, so yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll figure that week, out. Everybody. See you next week. Welcome to my house, baby. Oh.